Praise God. Amen. It's a good day today. I'm not going to take a lot of time here, but I just want to pump somebody up to know who you are. Because if you don't know who you are, abuse is inevitable. And um, let me welcome Marian. Good to see you, Marian. Stand up. We love you. God bless you. It's good to see you. It's good to see you, Marianne. God bless you so much. Amen. She's from Oklahoma. We want to love you, baby. God bless you. Amen. I'm not going to take a very long time. But, you know, Africa is a good place. Africa is a good continent. If you are born here and you've never been to Africa, I want to invite you to come to the continent of Africa. Africa is a large continent. It's not a country. And I think it is 55 countries. Am I right? 55 countries? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But then Africa is one. Africa is one. We are one. We have been separated. As I speak to you, you understand how we are separated. And you want to go back to the original Africa. Africa is powerful. Africa is powerful. Today, as we celebrate Africa, I want to thank God because I grew up in Zimbabwe and I was told when I was growing up by my parents, my brothers, my aunties, that being a Christian is following a white man's religion. So, I didn't want to be a Christian, not because people were not doing good in Africa, but it's because I was told it's white man's religion. I saw uh, my mom also had a painting of the Lord's Supper in our lounge in, I uh, grew up in Harare, Mufakose, and I used to see white people, Jesus with blonde hair and blue eyes. And among them, you would only see some blonde guys, you know. And you'd think, so when we say let's close our eyes and let's focus on Christ, my concentration is on this blonde guy with blue eyes hanging on the cross. That's what I had in my mind all along. There's nothing wrong with that. Why am I saying there's nothing wrong with that? Because uh, I think people, you think when you, people say theology, you are talking of something very, very deep. Theology simply means a belief, right? So African theology, okay, belief of us Africans. I'm going to try and be very slow. If you think I'm being fast, tell me to slow down so that you can catch up with me. And then, um, so African theology, we have to embrace it as Africans. Why 
Because the word of God, what it shows about this thing we call Christianity is we are shown and reflected Christ who is coming from a culture. Amen? Christ who is coming from a background that is a what? A culture. So, the culture that was reflected to us, to start with, I want to salute the missionaries who brought the Gospels to Christ, of Christ to Africa. It was a good thing. But I want to speak about Africa today. Something that I didn't know that made me jump and said, I'll pursue this to doctoral level. Because knowledge is power. When you don't have knowledge, you can be told what to do and you just follow that. But today I'm coming to you brothers and sisters. Let me first say, as I speak this, I'm not coming here to shame our brothers, Europeans, the Westerners. I'm not here to shame them, amen? They did a great job. We are what we are because of what they also did. There are good things that they did, but today that's not what I'm focusing on. Today I want to focus on the real Africa. Who are we in the Bible? Is there an African in the Bible? Because when you read the Bible, it looks like it's only white people. The way that came from the West, the Christians, and then when they came to Africa, they changed the way we dress. They changed the food that we eat. They change the way that we worship. Where is Ngoma today? I don't see. I was going to sing in Shona and dance in Shona. Because that's what we do as Africans. We used to beat our drums. We had a certain way of dressing. Do you see Tuli today? She's wearing that hat today. That's purely Lesotho African. Amen? Do you see what I'm wearing? We call this a duke. Duke. Atina is great. You know word for it. It's called a duke. If you say a rep, that's English. But we know that it's called a what? Duke. I don't know how you spell it, but it's called a duke. And I've seen a lot of mothers in Africa everywhere. They put on this. And I didn't see somebody wearing an African rapper. Do you want to come and rap yours and do it African way? Uh, do I have daughters in the house who can come and say good morning in an African way? We are celebrating Africa. You're going to kneel down and say mama. Mamuka say my. Africa style. She's, work, she's saying good morning to the mother. African style. Yeah, African style. How do you say mama? My mamuka say good morning mama. How are you? Yes. And how do I respond as a mother? Is that common in Ethiopia to greet your elders this way? Is that common in Lesotho to honor your, own, your elders and greet them this way? When you are serving foods, this is what we? African style, African style, amen. Thank you, God bless you. <laughs> I'm just trying to talk of culture. I know you know culture. Yeah, what culture is like? So we were made to shame our culture. To make it look like it's evil and demonic. I just want to talk a little bit about African culture. What I understand. When I grew up, I know I was taught 
by my mother that their father, ancestors, before Christianity came to Africa, they would go under a tree called Muhacha. I don't know the name in English. And they would sit there when they are on a journey. And when they were hungry, they would sit under a tree and they would pray under that tree and ask Musikavanu, the name for God in Zimbabwe. And then Musikavanu would give them food. I know food would rain right there. It would come and they would eat. After eating, the plates or whatever, I don't know where it was saved, the food would disappear. And they would not carry anything. How many people have heard that story before? How many? Bless you, son. We have heard this story about food uh, coming from under a tree. Bless you. I have also heard a story of our elders. When they were traveling, Africans, we are into agriculture, amen? That people would, um, if they are hungry, they would just pass. They didn't need to come to your house and ask for food. They would just go into your field. And then they would take some watermelons, sit down, clap their hands, and break the watermelon and eat whatever they can eat. And then they leave. They didn't have to carry anything. Both if you carry, now you're stealing. And they would leave. Did you hear, anyone have heard any stories like that in the past? We have heard of stories. So many stories I can talk of in Africa. So now my question is, if the Westerners brought God to Africa, where was God before they came? Amen? My teaching is not to shame our brothers, but is to awaken the minds of the young Africans, hoping that among you, God will produce theologians and scholars who pursue African Christianity so that we go back to the roots of Africa and theologize our Christianity with the African culture because there's nothing wrong with our culture. I've seen young people who come to America and they don't want to be identified or associated with African countries. They lie that they are Afro-Americans or whatever. I don't know where they think Afro-Americans came from. But today I would like to tell you where they came from. They came from Africa. Africa is just one. In the Bible, do we have where it shows who we are? I will not waste much of your time because you know the story. The story when God created the world and then he, the earth, and then he destroyed the earth, right? And everything that was in it, he allowed Noah and his family only, only to survive. And Noah had how many sons? Noah had how many sons? Jessica, Noah had how many sons? How many? Do you know their names? Sipo, do you know the names of the sons of Noah? Evans, can you tell me the names? Do you read your Bibles? That's book of Genesis. Yeah, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Amen? Go and read your Bibles, okay? Go and read your Bibles. Shem, Ham, and Japheth. 
Among these uh, three, we know the story when uh, 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 um, Noah uh, got drunk and then he was naked and then his son, him, went and um, saw his father's nakedness and, you know, he loved, he told his brothers. And um, one thing I want you to understand if you read that scripture, when Noah woke up, who did you kiss? Who did he kiss? Which ones? Did the kiss fall on him? <laughs> you see, that's what I thought as well. All this time, that's what I also thought. I want you to learn to read your Bibles, okay, church? If we are to make progress, this is why, you know, one, um, one, one, one European friend of mine said, if you want to hide a secret from an African, where do you hide it? So we must go and read the book. Read the book. How are you going to convince yourself to move forward in life when you don't understand your story, your history, where you came from? This is the history of Africa. You have been told who you are. That's why you behave like an American when you're an African. Because you don't know what your identity is. But when you know who you are, you are proud of being who you are. That's your identity, amen. Be proud of who you are. Amen. Anyway, the case was put on, he had four sons, but the, uh, the case was put on Canaan. Who is Canaan? Hmm? When you read your Bible, who is Canaan? We bind the spirit of the Jebusites, the Hevites, the Gigites, the Hishites. Who are you binding? Who are the Gigites? Who are the Hevites? Who are the Hittites? They are the sons of Canaan. So you guys, who are you? If Canaan was cursed and his sons are... Can somebody go to the book of Genesis? Find it. Tell me who are the sons of... Um, of, uh, um, of uh, him, Genesis 10. Okay, so among his... I'm not going to waste time. We don't have a lot of time. I'm going to give you more homework to go and do that. So... Him had four. What are the names? Mizran. Can you tell me the name? Mizran, Kush, Put, and Wales, and Canaan. Can you say the names again? Kush, Mizran, Put, and Canaan. Do you understand? Who was cursed? Okay, so you thought it's us, right? I'll go to, I think, Genesis 10, 15. What does it say? Okay, say it. Say it loudly. Do we have Hittites, Sidonians here? Do we, if I have any, can you show me by raising your hand? So who are you? Oh my God, you are not Lebanon. You are the Cushites. You are the seed of Cush. Amen? We are the what? Ah, 
Come on, somebody. You are the seed of what? You are Cushites. Somebody read Habakkuk chapter 3, verse 7 for me. Habakkuk chapter 3, verse 7. So, you are Cushites. You are not the ones that were cursed. Do you understand? Sipo, does that make sense to you? You are Cushites. Seven. Yes. You know, so Cushites, they ended up in Ethiopia. Africa is called Ethiopia. Now, I know we are talking of a country called Ethiopia today, but the whole of Africa in the Bible is called Ethiopia. So whenever you read the scriptures and you come across where it says Ethiopia, it's speaking to the African people. So um, the link, Ethiopia, South, ne Egypt. It confused people such that today we don't understand. But all the Africans, they came from the north of Africa. Amen? We all came from one place. Do you have Habakkuk 3 verse 7? Are you ready there? It's just a small verse. Can you read for me? Mm -hmm. We went through that. But the tens of Kush were where? 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 Where is median? History. Did we go to school, Africa? Okay. So I want you to understand Libya is in Africa. Egypt is in Africa. Algeria is in Africa. Which other countries? Yes, Turkey, uh, no, 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 Tunisia, yes. Morocco, Mali, which one? Tell me the northern countries. <laughs> you don't remember? Anyway, I'm going to say something that really shocked me. I want you to read your history because it will help you. If you read the book of Genesis, it talks about Nimrod. Do you know that? Nimrod, the mighty hunter, the father of civilization. Civilization did not start from Europe. Ay, 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 ay. Sipo, it started in Africa. Civilization began in Africa. And then it went to the West. Amen? I am trying to find just a little bit of the names that are familiar in the Bible that I would like to 
make your minds jump a little bit that originate from Africa. The names, if you remember Abraham, if you remember Abraham in Africa, Joseph of Cyrene, who carried the cross to Golgotha, was from Libya in Cyrene. Cyrene is in Africa. Moses started in Africa. Mary started in Africa. Joseph started in Africa. Um, Mark, the author of the book of Mark, St. Mark. The author, John Mark is from Africa. He's a truly bred and born in Africa from the soil of Africa. The book that we read today, I'm so proud to tell you that 90% of the book of Luke, he took it from Mark. 50% of Matthew, he took it from John Mark. Most of the theologians that we, re we read about the big works that they've done in Europe, they took the brains from Africa. Christianity started in Africa. I don't have a lot of time, but I want us to talk about, I don't know, to those who have ever heard history, you've heard about early church fathers like Tertullian, Tertullian or Tertullian, T-E-R-T-U-L-L-I-N. Tutilian. We've heard about Cyprian. You've read about Augustine. They call them St. Augustine. You've read about Athanasius. You've read about the Alexandrias. All those early church fathers, it's like they come from Europe because you find them in Alexandria universities in Edinburgh, in London. And it looks like that's where they came from. Those are the brains of Africa. These are the brains that started theology. These are the brains that started the theology of Trinity. They are the people who started this God the Father. There's God the Son and the Holy Spirit. Trinity started in Africa. You know, I don't have time. But I want to challenge you young people. If God is calling you to do theology, I'm praying for young people who rise in Africa, reclaim our heritage as Africans. We are not who they say we are. We are big people, big brains. No, I'm not, being, I'm not shaming our brothers. I'm simply telling history as it is. Amen. This is things that are not written anywhere. You will not find this history anywhere. But it's now being excavated. It's now the anthropologists are now beginning to excavate. At Drew University, when they began to do a research, and they were doing a research on early church fathers, they were shocked to find that 88% of the content that we have today in universities, in colleges, everywhere, it started from Africa. Amen. I'm not going to waste so much time because I know you know all these people I'm talking about in the, in the scriptures. I just want to say a few things how... Africans have shaped Christianity. You know, when I was reading this, I was literally crying. Because if you look at Africans, we have been told we are nothing. 
We have been told that we have got absolutely nothing. Africans. We have been told we have been made who we are by Europeans. We made the West what it is. Even the natural resources that they have, they took it from Africa. Even the big buildings that they have, they came from the brains of the Africans, the Egyptians. And they tell you today that you have nothing, Africa. Wake up, Africa. It's your time to rise up. It's your time to shine. Africa, my sons, arise. Hallelujah. I, I just wanted to say there's a man called Origen or Oregon. I don't know how they, they call him. Oregon is one of the first theologians, scholars in Africa. We, we have got a very huge collection of primary texts which came from Africa with biblical passages that were works viewed today by most theologians everywhere on this earth. What we call in Bible college, when you go to college, they teach you what they call exegesis of scriptures. How to exegete scriptures. That's what you learn when you go to a seminary. Exegesis started in Africa. Am I being clear? Are you getting this, guys? Are you getting this? So tell me, where was God before the Europeans came to Africa? I'm talking before the missionaries came. What I'm saying, the information I'm giving you right now, it was before the missionaries came where? Between 50 and 500 CE. That's the period I'm talking about right here. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Do you understand, sweetheart? When you grow up, if God calls you into ministry, it's not just to come and preach on the pulpit. God is going to raise theologians in Africa, scholars of Bible, who will take over from our fathers left. It is my prayer that among PCIC, God will raise theologians, true theologians. We will be able to go back to Africa and say, Africa, rise. You are not as small as you think you are. Amen. What we call Christology today, when we say Christology, we are talking about Christ, right? Before, it was even talked about by missionaries. The Africans, they knew it. They knew it. God was already in Africa. There is, I haven't authenticated this statement, but I believe it. That when... Um, um, when Jews, the Israelites, were scattered, some of them, they went down, right? To, in Africa, right? They went down. And um, some went down as far as sub-Saharan, which is our area. And then some went to the east. 
Some went to, the Bible calls it Niger. Do you know what Niger is? Nigeria. It's a key country in Africa where Christianity began. Nigeria did a great work in Africa. It was the strongest. This is where the word Negro comes from. Niger River, right? Does that make sense? Do you connect that? Can you connect the dots? So, I believe the priest that was not contaminated, I said I haven't authenticated the statement, but I believe so. It's my own analysis. Of the Midianites that went to Africa, these were the uncontaminated Jews. I didn't read it anyway, but I did my own analysis. Why do I think like that? Uh, because remember when Moses came to uh, remember he was he grew up in Pharaoh's house in Egypt, right? And then he escaped and then he went to this to Jethro's house, a pure black man, Jethro. And the Bible says there was a priest in that family, right? And they call it a Midianite priest. He is the man that shaped Moses. He is the man that shaped Moses. Moses had a black wife. What was his name? Zipporah. She was a Cushite. According to the Bible, she was an Ethiopian, a Cushite, and she was from Africa, right? Who else had a Cushite woman, wife? Abraham had also a Cushite woman, Keturah. Do you understand? Do you see, you guys, do you, do you understand what I'm saying? Do you understand? Tony, do you understand, sons? What I'm trying to tell you is that so that you can see your place. Who you really are. You are not nobodies. Keturah was an African woman. Married after Sarah died, Abraham married Keturah, an African woman. And who disputed the marriage of this African woman? It means Abraham was kind of like from the northern, right? And who disputed that? The sisters and the brothers. Who's, what are the name of the sisters and the brothers? Miriam and? <laughs> Amen. Miriam and Aaron. They disputed, and what happened to them? Yeah, they had not boils, they had lepers. Amen? They had lepers all over their bodies. That means God did not curse Africans. You are blessed. You are blessed, Africans. You are blessed, Africans. You are blessed, Africans. You are blessed Africans. Do you know that the first university to be opened in England was from the brains of Africans? Do you believe that? Does that make sense? Does that make sense to you? 
Does that make sense to you, brothers and sisters? I'm trying to open somebody's eyes. It comes straight from African brains. So they took these smart guys into their continent. And when they took them, they began to help them. They used to speak Latin. Latin is from Africa. Does that make sense? Does that make sense, guys? You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to challenge those who have got brains to go and do a research. Because God has brought you here for a reason. Not just to do doubles and make money and be rich among yourselves. Among you, there are people who have been called here by God to get information, to go and redeem Africa, to get information, to go and help brothers and sisters in Africa, to go and raise Africa. Africa will not rise by itself. It needs you. It needs young people like you. But if you are ignorant, ignorance will continue in Africa. Arise! Young people of Africa. Come on. Somebody shake your head. Get it in. Suck it in, Bridget. Suck it in. Maybe God has called you for that purpose. Why are you in America? Get information. I didn't get this information in Zimbabwe. Born and bred in Zimbabwe. I did not get this information in Zimbabwe. You have been advantaged by God to come here. Do you understand, sweetheart? Don't just follow this education. Listen to me. Education started in Africa. You got big brains, son. You got big brains. See what you get me. But they've brainwashed you so much. You know when they brought their own curriculum to Africa. It was meant to make you a better worker for them. To work in their offices and be able to take care of their own um, documents as they set up their own government on the continents of Africa. And they take you, they wash you, they detoxify you of your Africanism. They remove everything about your name. Yet culture is who you are. That's your identity. You must be proud, Sipo, of who you are. We have a problem. Have you ever seen my Afro-American brothers and sisters? You know, they cry. They say, I don't know my identity. It's sad. When you don't know where you came from. It's sad. When you've got sons, Tapiwa, they must know that you are we were born and bred on the soil of Africa. When you die, they must go back home and say this is where the father's umbilical cord is buried on the soil of Africa. And we are praying that we reclaim our position in Africa as Africans. We unite and become one. It's our time. Don't keep on sleeping, sons. Don't just pursue they were teaching you electric, elect, to be electric, electricians so that you can fix their own problems. It's good, yes. Let's use it to our advantage. 
But open your eyes. They haven't even trained you how to start your own business. You know it, right? If you listen to interviews from people from Africa, hey, the government has no jobs. Hey, the government has no jobs. Hey, the government has no jobs. You create jobs. You have the brains, the power. Go and create jobs in Africa. It's our time. Do you understand, son? Go and start a business. You see our curriculum. Before the coming of the missionaries, our fathers would teach you how to get iron, mold iron, mold spears, bows and iron, how to make pots, still iron pots, what we call cast iron today. Those are the brains of Africans. Africa is rich. I came wearing gold today because this is all Africa. This is Africa, rich with natural resources. But because of lack of the enlightenment of mind, we are taking the resources and giving them back again. Africa, somebody open your eyes. Asking Chinese to come and recolonize us again. When God has set us free, we ask them to come and take again the gold. Why is Africa so poor? God has blessed you with so many resources. We need young people who rise. Do you understand? I don't know how to say it to you, but my heart bleeds when we see what is happening on the continent of Africa. It is the slavery mentality. It is when they came, they removed our forefathers. They put them in um, reserves or curfews, and they told them, this is where you are to stay. They came to a happy bunch of people who would beat drums, clap hands, worshiping God. And they would sing songs like, Africa, Hallelujah. And do you know what they told us? They told us you cannot worship God that way. They told that God is quiet. 
It was like when you beat the drum, God will jump out of the window of the church. They told us for you to hear God, you have to be gentle. And I've got to be wearing robes, no drums. And then you can feel God. You have to be quiet in church. How many Catholics do we have right here? How many Catholics do we have here? That's the way they told us how to worship. Catholic is the biggest church in Africa. It's the first church and the biggest church. But we are proud of Ethiopians. We salute you guys. We salute you guys. Ethiopians, they refuse to be colonized. Ethiopians refuse to be colonized. We want to celebrate Ethiopians today. They said no. Do you know it's the only one that in the whole of Africa that was not colonized? Am I right? The whole of Africa, Ethiopia. Why did God preserve Africa, Ethiopia? Because we are all Ethiopia. We are all Ethiopia. You want to find true Christianity? Go to Ethiopia. Go worship with Ethiopians. They will teach you how to worship God. My heart bleeds today because we have heroes that have been killed because they knew God. As I end this message today, I want you to know that Africa shall rise again. The Bible says Ethiopia shall raise its hands to the Lord. Africa shall raise again. Africa shall rise again. As we celebrate Africa Day today, I want each and every one of us to understand that God of Africa is rising. And this is our time as Africans. I cannot finish to name all of the Africans that are in Africa because there are just so many. But what I just wanted to encourage you today because of my time is to understand what God has done in Africa with black people. And I want you to know there is nothing wrong about being black. There is nothing wrong with being black. There is nothing wrong about being black. All we need to do is change our mindsets. They came, they colonized us. Yes, they put logs on us and made us animals. They made us plow their fields, work for them like animals. And they taught us their culture. They brought a white Jesus, whom we think in our minds is an African, is not an African. But let me tell you, tell you that Jesus was in culture. If you are American, you view him as an American. If you're an African, you can view him as an American. As an African, there's nothing wrong. If they could put him blonde hair and blue eyes, let's put 
short afro on Jesus. There's nothing wrong with that. That's who we are. And we are the image of God. And there's nothing wrong with the true image of God in us. So when you view Jesus today, when you pray, because image is very powerful. Do you understand? Image is very what? Powerful. So when you pray to see today, see Jesus in Afro hanging on the tree. He carried our shame. He carried our shame. He carried our shame as Africans. We have been shamed. He carried it. On the cross, he was stripped. His clothes, he was shamed. He was put down. He was despised. He was spit on. He took it all. Now the Bible says there is no more Jew. There is no more Greek. There is no more male. There is no more female. We are all one in Christ Jesus. We are all one in Christ Jesus. Therefore, from today, as an African, I want to encourage my African sons, don't see these black girls as if they are cheap. It's their culture when they play hard to get. That's what African culture teaches them. And I encourage all the gays to keep it. Yes, it's for you girls. It's our right. As African girls, you are the true Nubians. You are the true queens of Africa. And you must walk like royalty. That's who you are. And I want to say to my sons, you are kings of Africa. And when you walk in Africa, walk like queen kings. Who knows what they are doing? We are the true Nubians. We are the true Nubians of Africa. We are proud to serve God through Jesus Christ as true Africans. I want you to rise up, Ethiopia. We are Ethiopia. Raise your hands to the Lord and begin to pray for Africa. Raise your hands, Ethiopia. The Bible says Ethiopia shall raise its hands to the Lord. One more time, can you raise your hands? You are Ethiopia. Pray for the blessing of the Africa today. Pray for a blessing of the Africa today. Let our sons rise. Let our daughters rise. Africa rise again. Africa shall rise. Africa shall rise in the name of Jesus. Africa shall rise in the name of Jesus. Africa shall rise in the name of Jesus. From the Kappa to the Cairo, Africa will rise. We thank you, God, for what you have done in Africa. We thank you, Jehovah, that you are God Almighty. What you have done in Africa, my God, we thank you. What you have done with Africans, you will do it for our sons. You will do it for our daughters. For we live off Af a culture. We are inseparable from African culture. Who we'll serve you in our culture, God. We thank you for the togetherness. The Ubuntu of Africa. The Ubuntu of Africa. We rise as Ubuntu. We rise as Ubuntu to our God. You are God of Africa. You are God of Africa. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Father, we even thank you that you're going to raise men and women who will have a burden from this day. 
of wanting brothers and sisters to know who they are. My God, if you raise Mark, if you hold, you raise Simon, who is called Simon the black man in the Bible. My God, the first man to take the gospel together with Paul to the Gentiles. I pray that you raise men and women. We will take this gospel to the Gentiles. The first house in, your, in the word of God started from an African man's house. And Lord, I'm praying that you may raise men and women who will take back their originality and identity. Bless us, O oh God. Even as we begin this work, that we may know that we are called, we are the true image of God. Together with our brothers, the whites, the Caucasians, everywhere they are, we are all one because we all came from, Ab from Adam. We were all in Adam's loins. And we all came from Adam's loins, oh God. Whether black or white, my God, I hear King Solomon speaking and he said, they have left me in the fields to bend with sun. Now my skin is dark and black and they make me work for their fields. But Father, I thank you because the slavery yoke is broken over our minds in the name of Jesus. Even as we rise, oh God, I pray for these young men and women that their minds will be loosed in the name of Jesus and that they will walk according to the plan and original purpose of God. Help Africa to shun idolatry which made God turn away from us. Restore Africans back to you, God, that we may worship you, O God, through Christ Jesus and turn away from our idolatry worship. I pray for the whole of Africa. I cover it in the blood of Jesus. Cover your people even in this church. We thank you, Lord, as you bring more men and women of God. We bless you, God, and I bless your church in the name of the Father the Son, and the Holy Spirit, surely, say mercy, shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Amen. God bless you. It was wonderful to be here. And from today, be proud to be African. Do you understand, sweetheart, when you go to school and they say you have accent, it's okay. You are African. That's okay. God bless you. Don't run away today. Just be proud to be Ethiopian. Let the world know you are Ethiopian. We are coming. We are all Ethiopians. God bless you. Uh, we have got eats. We've got food right there at the back. Don't live without eating something. Grab something. Uh, where is Lori? Laureate. And let's continue to pray for our brothers and sisters. We have traveled. You know, this is a graduation month. We have uh, some. We have gone to some. We have gone to attend graduations. I know my Sharon, Hamuini, and all the others that I'm not sure of. We have gone out there to attend graduations, and some we have traveled. Can you cover them in prayer?